We thank God and give Him the praise for every blessing that He has poured out upon us. And He has been so good to us. And I, I tell you what, when we're talking about needing the Holy Ghost, I can feel the Holy Ghost in this place. Hallelujah. And if you don't know what it means to be filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost, you can receive the Holy Ghost today. We had somebody receive the Holy Ghost at 9.30 this morning. Beautiful. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. We're going to look to the Word of God this morning from the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 3. 1 Corinthians chapter 3. And I want to begin reading at the ninth verse. The Word of the Lord says this, For we are laborers together with God. You are God's husbandry. You are God's building. According to the grace of God, which is given unto me as a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation, and another buildeth thereon. But let every man take heed how he buildeth thereupon. For other foundation can no man lay than that is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Now, if any man build upon this foundation gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, stubble, every man's work shall be made manifest, for the day shall declare it, because it shall be revealed by fire, and the fire shall try every man's work, what sort it is. And I want to speak to you uh, today on this subject, it starts with the foundation. It starts with the foundation. Can we lift up our voices together and ask God to bless the preaching of his word today? Lord, I thank you for your presence in this place, for this gathering, Lord, the anointing of the Lord that rests upon us. And I pray today that your word would have free course. Let there be an anointing of the Holy Ghost upon your word. I pray, Lord, that you'll help us to receive your word in Jesus' name. Lord, I pray that you'll let your word do what only you can do. God, bring about the change, the challenge, the power that we need. We thank you and we give you praise for it. And everybody said, in Jesus' name. Everybody said, amen and amen. God bless you. You may be seated in the name of the Lord. Beginning a week from tomorrow, uh, we are going to begin, officially begin, construction on the new worship center for Tree of Life Church. Can we thank God a week from tomorrow? Amen. How many happen to see that bobcat sitting out there? And I don't mean wildcat, I mean... We thank the Lord because this is signs of, of progress. We are getting ready a week from tomorrow, and it's going to initiate one of the most amazing uh, parts of our history because what happens on this property starting tomorrow will forever alter the history and the destiny of Tree of Life Church. We thank God that He blessed us with nearly 13 acres overlooking I-71 and the Ronald Reagan Highway, two very significant corridors in this great metroplex. 
of Cincinnati, Ohio. And now we are going to do what we came to do with this property. And that is build a new worship center for the glory of God. It has been 10 years by the time we have the building completed. It will have been 10 years in the making, planning, strategizing, giving, and giving, and giving, and giving, and building, and planning, and, and sitting down, working, and putting our hand to the plow, acquiring, purchasing, a lot of work. Nine years so far, and by the time we are in the building, ten years. It has been since 2012 we began the Bridge Project. Anybody remember the Bridge Project? We started it in 2012, and it took us to 2015. It brought us to this property. Then we moved into a, a campaign called Expand the Land, and that was to purchase Sycamore Christian Church. And then we launched Ready Now, and we will be coming to the conclusion of Ready Now in the month of June. We'll continue to give unto the Lord as the Lord moves upon us to give because we want to see this thing through to absolute completion. But we are, we are embarking upon a part of our journey that has been nothing short of amazing so far, and the miracles are getting ready to come in amazing ways and we to God be the glory for that to God be the glory for that and it's going to be great you're going to be able to pull off of Cooper Road and drive just drive straight down the driveway pull up to the awning and let your family out they'll walk into the Leroy and Evelyn Buller Family Fellowship Center it's going to be a uh, wraparound u-shaped corridor that has that has uh, plenty of space for fellowship and community and engagement with one another. You know, the Bible teaches us not to forsake the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is. And then he said, and so much the more as you see the day of the Lord approaching. How many see the day of the Lord approaching? That scripture was meant for right now. As you see that day approaching, it becomes even more important that we not forsake the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is. And, and he went on to explain why. And he said it is for the purpose of provoking one another to good works. Provoking one another to good works. That's what happens when we come to the house of the Lord and we engage with one another and we encourage one another, and we're in fellowship with each other. We are provoking one another to good works. You're not going to be provoked to good works in the world. You're not going to be provoked to do the good works of God uh, by being around people who are, are not of the faith that is in Jesus Christ. You will be provoked to good works when you come to the house of the Lord and you encourage one another this is a provocation of your soul to do something good for God. When you leave the house of God, you feel like going on. When you leave the house of God for the day, you feel like doing something good for God. And this is what the writer of Hebrews was telling us. When you walk into that family fellowship center, there's going to be plenty of room to to, to, to fellowship and to have community, and it's going to be designed with that purpose in mind. State of the art. 
Of course, then there will be the worship center itself where there will be seating for nearly 1,000 people. And, and we will be inviting whosoever will let them come and drink of the waters of life freely. Hallelujah. Now, whoever dropped you off or if you dropped somebody off or if you just drove in by yourself, you're able to just go pull into any one of the beautiful parking spots. You're not going to worry about potholes. You're not going to worry about, about cracks and crevices. And we're using the best material we can find to make sure it stays like that for as long as possible. And it's going to be clearly delineated, crisp, clear lines that it's just going to be beautiful. All of the parking that stretches all across this campus and, and you'll be able to, to uh, find a good space. You won't have to fight for a spot. You won't have to trudge through mud or grass. You'll just, you'll just have a place where you can park and bring your family to the house of God. And it's going to be great. This whole building where we're sitting now is going to be repurposed for ministry. The building that is currently the annex will be repurposed for ministry. Our children and our youth will be served by these buildings that are currently where we gather for worship or for funerals or weddings. But, but it's going to be purposed for ministry to youth and to children. We've got a lot of building space. We've got a lot of property space. Thank you, Jesus. And thank you to the Tree of Life Church for all that you have done to bring this about and to make this possible. But what starts a week from tomorrow is the foundation. Because all of that starts with a foundation. None of that is possible without a foundation being put in place first. Foundation is so important. When a foundation is laid, it is designed to stand forever. It's not meant to ever erode. It's not meant to ever weaken. A foundation is designed to be in place so that whatever is built on top of that foundation will be able to stand forever. And so this is a, a goal of the master builder. And when a foundation is laid, it's laid for the purpose not just of propping up an edifice or a building. It's not just put in place for uh, the purpose of holding it together, but it also is built to withstand moisture and to withstand the shifting and, and settling of the earth itself. It's designed to resist the pressure of the earth that is moving with its forces upon that foundation. And I've got to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, I thank God for what's about to happen starting a week from tomorrow. But the real foundation I'm interested in doesn't have to do with the materials that go into a building. The real foundation I'm interested in is the foundation of the church, which is Jesus Christ. Now, we know that we feel the presence of the Lord, and we know that the power of God is in this building. And I'm not talking about this A-frame. I'm not talking about this physical construct that we call a building. I'm talking about us as the building, us as the church. I've mentioned it several times, and I want to continue to make it plain that when we build this new building, we are 
That is not the church that we are building. What we are building is a worship center. It's a place of gathering. It is a tool that God gives to us that we can utilize to pull people together and and to address us all together and help us to worship together. It's important that we be together. But that's not the church. That's a tool that the church is using. You are the church. You are the building of God. You are that bought out, that bought multitude, that blood bought multitude. You are the general assembly of the firstborn. You are the body and the bride of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. It is us that the Lord is building. And the only way that we can be built and be built to stand the tests of time and turbulence is if the foundation upon which we stand is Jesus Christ. No other foundation can stand. The shifting of the earth moving upon the foundation is a very powerful influence. It takes the foundation of Jesus Christ to withstand the powers of the earth that shift in their attempt to influence the building of God, which is the church. Jesus Christ is the only power, the only name, the only ability we have to stand strong in times of great duress. The Apostle Paul said to the church at Corinth, he said, listen, there is only one foundation. And he said, I've laid that foundation. And that foundation is Jesus Christ. No man can lay another foundation. And he said, now take heed. They can only build upon foundation." But take heed what kind of materials you use to build on that foundation. He said you can build gold or silver or precious stones. Or you can build with wood, hay, or stubble. It depends on what materials you use. But be aware that whatever material you use is going to be tried by fire. And the fire is going to reveal what kind of material you used. So, so it will be fire. You don't get to pick the confrontation. The confrontation will be fire. And so whatever influence fire has upon the materials you use should determine what kind of materials you use. Now, if you use wood, wood is a, a beautiful, uh, beautiful, Uh, material to use in the construction of any kind of a building it has an ornate look it's sturdy it's strong it stands it it holds up it's safe there's wood here in this building it is a safe situation but wood is vulnerable to fire hay is vulnerable vulnerable to fire stubble is the most vulnerable to fire Stubble is that thing that extends after the gleaning of the harvest. It's the dried up stalk. It's the stalk that has no moisture in it whatsoever. And that is vulnerable to the influence of fire. Gold is not vulnerable to the influence of fire. Silver is not vulnerable to the influence of fire. Precious stones are not vulnerable to the influence of fire. What does this mean? This means if you're going to build on this foundation, you'd better put something on that foundation that can withstand the confrontation with fire. And fire is coming. 
the fiery trial. The fiery trial of your faith. And when that fire steps into your circumstances, you've got to have a hold of something that will not falter in the time of crisis. You've got to have a hold of something that will not be consumed and reduced to ashes. You've got to have a hold of something that will only be refined by fire. That will only be beautified by fire. Something that when the fire comes against it, it's the fire as a tool to make perfect instead of make obsolete. This is what God wants us to understand. Now when we look at the book of Proverbs, we see what is gold, what is silver, what is precious stones. It has to do with wisdom. It has to do with understanding. And it has to do with the knowledge of the Lord. When these things are in us and abound, it makes us that we are fruitful. It makes us that we become beautiful in the things of God. But when we take part in the wood or the hay or the stubble, in the case of wood, something that looks good, but it doesn't have the strength or the stability of the precious stone. Something that holds up well under certain circumstances, but when faced with fire, does not hold up well at all. Hay and stubble, so many times we participate, we engage in, and we embrace things that are nothing more than hay or stubble. Nothing more than that which is easily consumed, the slightest spark will set them ablaze and they will catch fire to things around them. And before long, you've got a wildfire on your hands. You've got to have something that will stand the test of fire. This is what happened in the days of the three Hebrew children, Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, previously known as Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. They said to Nebuchadnezzar, we will not bow to your image. He threatened them with the fiery trial. They said, you can threaten us with the fiery trial, but we still will not bow to your image. He said, they said to him, they said, you can throw us in the fire, but our God is able to deliver us. And they said, even if he chooses not to deliver us, we still will not bow to your image. Because we understand something about the fire. Whatever is in us is going to be made perfect or it's going to be consumed. And we have trust in our God. Hallelujah. That he's going to bring us through. I want you to know all that the fire did was reveal the fourth man that was in the fire. That's what you can expect when you have wisdom and understanding and knowledge as the precious stones and the gold and the silver in your life. This is what Peter said to the lame man who looked to him at the gate called Beautiful, expecting to receive something from him. He wanted money. And Peter said, you want the wrong kind of silver and gold. The silver and gold that I have, it's not the kind you're looking for. I don't have that kind. But what I do have, I'll give to you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And I want somebody here today to understand that God has something for you that is far more precious than rubies. Far more precious than silver and gold of this earth. Far more precious and far greater than wood, hay, or stubble. What God has for you is something that will stand when the world is on fire the 
last year we have seen fire erupt throughout our world and we've seen the entertainment industry act as the stubble that it is. We've seen the sports world begin to falter. We've seen so many different elements that once stood so strong and so powerful and boasted of their great strength. They went down in flames because there was nothing of faith to hold them in place. But the church stands strong. I said the church stands strong. Don't you let anything take your faith in Jesus Christ. Don't you let anything take your worship of Almighty God. No, I will not falter in the fiery trial. This fire has come to perfect me, not to consume me. This fire has come to refine me, not to burn me out. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. This is what I'm interested in. I, I, I thank God for the foundation that goes in a week from tomorrow. But that's not the foundation I'm most concerned about. Because with or without that foundation, you've got to have a foundation that stands upon the Lord Jesus Christ. That is our foundation, and that is our only foundation. With or without this building, with or without that building, or with or without the building that we're getting ready to build, our foundation stands sure in our faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. <laughs> Hallelujah. Somebody said of apostolic preachers, they said, you know, the thing that's frustrating about apostolic preachers is that they only have about six or seven topics that they can preach about. They're so narrow in the way they think and believe that they only have six or seven topics they can preach about. I said, you know, I take exception to that. I take exception to six or seven topics that we can preach about because we don't have only six or seven topics that we can preach about. We have only one topic we can preach about. <laughs> only one topic. Hallelujah. The only topic we have to preach about is Jesus Christ. Regardless of what we're preaching, it better be Jesus. If you're talking about worship, you better be talking about Jesus. If you're talking about giving, you better be talking about Jesus. If you're talking about holiness, you better be talking about Jesus. Hallelujah. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. On Christ the solid rock I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. And I do mean all other ground. All other ground. You better get your feet off of that ground and put it on the rock that is Jesus Christ. Woo, hallelujah. Jesus said to his disciples, who do men say that I the son of man am? And they said, some say you are Jeremiah. Some say you are John the Baptist. Come back to life. Some say you are Elijah. Jesus said, who do you say that I am? And one whose name was Simon said, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. Jesus said, blessed art thou, Simon Barjonas, for flesh and blood hath not revealed this unto thee. But my father which is in heaven, he has revealed it unto thee. Your name has been Simon, but I'm about to change your name to Peter. 
Petra, Little Rock. And I don't mean Arkansas. I'm changing your name to Little Rock because you've just described a big rock. And upon this rock of revelation that I am the Christ, the Son of the living God, the mighty God manifest in human flesh. Upon this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against my church. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I'm telling you what, this last year the gates of hell came against the church, but the gates of hell could not prevail against the church. Hallelujah. There are certain government officials that would love to shut the church down but they won't be able to do it because the gates of hell shall not prevail against his church they've tried this the world over you know where Christianity is most rapidly multiplying it's most rapidly multiplying in the countries where it's illegal in the countries where it's legal we get lazy and complacent and we have access to worship anytime we want to. And we get lazy and complacent. And we can take it or leave it as long as it doesn't interfere with our, our dinner appointment afterward. No, no. You've got to get hungry. You've got to get desperate. Our foundation is in Jesus Christ. All the wood is going to be burned up. All the hay, all the stubble, all of that's going to be burned with the fire of the trial of our faith. Our faith is in the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. He is the one upon which we stand. Let me tell you what that foundation is. That is Jesus Christ. God became a man. And he was a sinless man. He lived a perfect life. He lived a life so perfect he fulfilled every jot and every tittle of the law. And he fulfilled the law when he shed his perfect blood as the spotless lamb of God. And when he shed his blood, he fulfilled one covenant and he introduced a new covenant. Hallelujah. A new covenant that is made possible by the blood of Jesus Christ. And if we will have faith in his life, his death, his burial, and his resurrection and have so much faith in it that we repent from our sins and are baptized into his name and filled with his spirit, then we are born into the family of Jesus Christ, born of water and of spirit. Hallelujah. And we have the new blood of Jesus in us and we have the new identity of Jesus on our lives. That's our foundation. We stand on that foundation. Hallelujah. And when the flood passes over, the foundation of God standeth sure. And when the fire burns out, the foundation of God standeth sure. And when the storm has passed, the foundation of God standeth sure. And when sickness runs out, the foundation of God standeth sure. Nothing can uproot the foundation of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Oh, hallelujah. Glory to God. He said, behold, I lay in Zion a chief cornerstone. He said, this is the stone that the builders rejected. The builders who are trying to build.
build their own empire or their own religious structure or their own agenda. They reject this stone. It's a stone of stumbling, the Bible says. You know what? You can try to build whatever you want to build. If you don't have that as the cornerstone, it will come down. Oh, I feel like preaching this morning. The Bible said there was a stone hewn out of the mountain without hands. And that rock struck the feet of Nebuchadnezzar's image in his dream. And the whole image came tumbling down. And with that image that came tumbling down came every kingdom that ever was. Every kingdom that was there tofore or thereafter. It came tumbling down in front of that rock hewn out of the mountain without hands. That rock was the kingdom of the God of heaven. And it grew. And it grew. And it grew. And it kept on growing. Until the rock became a mountain. And the mountain filled the whole earth. That's the kingdom of the God of heaven. I want somebody to hear me. Every kingdom of this world is coming down. But his kingdom is going to stand. I said his kingdom is going to stand. That's the kingdom upon which we're built. That's the rock upon which we are established. That's the real foundation. I know that we're putting in a foundation starting a week from tomorrow. And we thank you, Jesus. We give God all the praise and the glory for it. But that's just a figure of the real foundation. That's just a type of the real foundation. The real foundation is the gospel of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Praise God. Ephesians chapter 2. Listen to what the word of the Lord says in verse 1. You. Everybody say that's me. You have he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins. Where in time past you walked according to the course of this world. Anybody remember walking according to the course of this world? In time past... You walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air. That's the media. That's the airwaves. That's the frequency that you don't even know exists, but it's in the atmosphere. It's in the air. It's, it's going around. It's, it's, it's how people think in a given day and in a given era. And you can be influenced. And in time past, you were influenced by the prince of the power of the air. The spirit. Don't ever forget. It's a spirit. That now worketh in the children of disobedience, among whom also we all had our conversation. We're all guilty of it. Every one of us had our conduct and our conversation in times past. The apostle is hearkening their memory to times past. In times past, we had our conversation in the lusts of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh. Fulfilling the desires of the mind. And were by nature the children of wrath. Even as others. Our nature was to be mean and hateful. Full of wrath. That's who we were. We did things that made our flesh feel good. We did things that satisfied the desire and the mind of our flesh. That's who we were in times past. Hallelujah. But God... Who is rich in mercy. 
Ah, can I talk about the foundation right now? But God, who is rich in mercy... And you know what? I'm going to put some gold on that foundation. I'm going to give you some understanding to put on top of that foundation. Hear what it says. God, who is rich in mercy for his great love. Oh, it's great love. Wherewith he loved us even when we were dead. My God, have mercy. Even when we were dead in sins. God was rich in mercy even when you were dead in sins. God loved you with a great love even when you were dead in sins. You were so dead you couldn't hear his voice. You were so dead you couldn't feel his presence. You were so dead you didn't care if his presence was all around you. You were so dead nothing about God mattered a thing in the world to you. Even when you were dead, he loved you with a great love. Even when when you were dead, he was rich in mercy. Hallelujah. Come on, I'm going to put that understanding on top of the foundation so that when the fire comes, that understanding will only be crystallized, not consumed. Hallelujah. By grace, hallelujah, you are saved. Even when we were dead in sins, he hath quickened us together. Everybody say together. He hath quickened us together. Get used to that word. That's an important word. Together. It's, 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 a, it's a derivative of the concept to gather. Together. Together. Hallelujah. He hath quickened us together with Christ. By grace ye are saved. And hath raised us up together. Everybody say together. He hath quickened us together. He hath raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Woo! We're going to be doing a lot of things together, so you might as well get used to it. And if you've got a grudge against somebody, you better let go of that now. Don't let God find out you've got a grudge. Because he'll make it. Listen to what he said. He said he hath quickened us together. He hath raised us up together, and he hath made us sit together. If God finds out you've got a grudge, he'll make you sit together with whoever you got the grudge against. He'll put you in the same boat. You don't even want to be on the same pew. He'll put you in the same room, in the same elevator. You'll have no choice. You'll have no choice because, listen, folks, we're in this together. And we don't get to choose who goes to heaven. We don't get to choose who repents of their sins. We don't get to choose who's baptized in Jesus' name. We don't get to choose who's filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. Hey, if he brought you out and he brought me out, there's only one place he's putting us, and that's in his name. Together. Together. He hath made us sit together. He hath raised us up together. He hath quickened us together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Verse 7, that in the ages to come. You cannot forget that this thing is about the ages to come. It's not about simply in this moment. That's why suicide is such a 
horrific thing and such a deadly spirit and we rebuke that influence of suicide in Jesus name whatever enemy is whispering suicide into somebody's heart and spirit we rebuke that and bind that and cast that out in the name of Jesus Christ that hideous horrible ungodly spirit that makes someone think that the pressures of the moment are too severe and that it's too overwhelming and they must call an end to their life. God help you in Jesus name. God lift you out of that despair because, because you need to endure this moment. You need to come through this struggle. There are ages to come where God wants to bless you. Oh, I thank God for the people in my family who didn't give up in the moment but served God all the days of their life because in the ages to come, I'm going to see them. Hallelujah. They're in a great cloud of witnesses in the ages to come. Notice what it said in verse 7, that in the ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness toward us through Christ Jesus. For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. We are his workmanship. That's who we are. We are his craftsmanship. We are his building. He said you are lively stones, builded up together as a spiritual house. You, you, me, we are lively stones that God builds together around that chief cornerstone. Hallelujah, and lays us upon this foundation. Be gold and not wood. Be silver and not hay. Be precious stones and not stubble. Hallelujah. Yeah, we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus. Under good works, which God hath ordained that we should walk in them. Wherefore, remember. Remember. Look at your neighbor say, remember. Hey, friend, listen to me. He's calling our memory back. To what it was like before him. I know you need to forget those things which are behind you. But there are sometimes the apostle would say, wait a minute, wait a minute. Because you, 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 you've forgotten what he did in your life. You've forgotten where he brought you from. And so, so the same apostle who said, forget those things which are behind you said, all right, now I want you to remember some things. Remember that you being in time past, okay, now that you're holy, I want you to remember something. Now that you're saved, sanctified, Holy Ghost filled, fire baptized, I want you to remember something. Now that you feel like you've got your act together, I want you to remember something. Now that you know how to spend, how to speak Pentecostal ease, I want you to remember something. Now when you know when to say praise the Lord and amen at all the right times, I want you to remember when you were a Gentile in the flesh, back when you didn't walk with God, back when you suffered and struggled and stammered through life, back when you almost overdosed and died, back when that disease had you strapped to a bed and you couldn't get well, back to when you broke everything you touched, back to when you were in despair and despondency. Remember. He said that, verse 12, at that time you were without Christ. At that time you were aliens from the commonwealth of Israel. At that time you were strangers from the covenants of promise. At that time you had no hope. At that time you were without God in the world. 
but now. Woo, hallelujah. But now. Oh, I wish I could preach about but now. Because you want to talk about, oh, what's going to happen in the future. But I want to say, but now. Oh, I know you want to talk about what you regret from the past. But I've come to say, but now. But now. But now. In Christ Jesus, you who sometimes were far off are made nigh by the blood of Christ. For he is our peace. Who hath made both one. He's talking about Jew and Gentile. Hath broken down the middle wall of partition between us. He abolished in his flesh the enmity. Even the law of commandments contained in ordinances. That's very important. Okay. What he said here. The law of commandments contained in ordinances. Because it's not the law of commandments that he that he broke it was the ordinances that he nailed to the cross see the law could not be passed from God to his people because their hearts were not ready for it so so God had to put his law in ordinances and the ordinances were all the fine print that people stumbled over the law was thou shalt not commit adultery that law still stands but it was in ordinances and the ordinances were you cannot adulterate one with linen and you can't adulterate soybeans with corn you can't adulterate anything but that's not what the real law was supposed to accomplish God was wanting them not to commit adultery not to be unfaithful to their husband or wife that's what God was teaching but he had to put it in ordinances because their hearts were not ready to receive his law but when he shed his blood and he imparted his spirit to us he made my heart ready by the blood of Jesus Christ now I've got his spirit inside of me now I've got the law the law of commandments is no longer contained in ordinances now it's contained in my heart hallelujah hallelujah this is why this is why you ought to thank God every time you want to do something wrong and something inside of you says no. That's the law of commandments in your heart, not in ordinances. Every time, every time your flesh says, oh, I want that. And the Holy Ghost stands up to the flesh and says, that's wrong. You ought to thank God. That's something we have in the New Testament. They didn't have in the Old Testament. If you'll let the Spirit of God lead you and guide you, the Spirit of God will save your soul and make you whole. Woo, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, that he might reconcile both unto God in one body by the cross, having slain the enmity thereby, and came and preached peace to you which were afar off and to them that were nigh. He's letting the Ephesians know, you're not part of the lineage of Abraham. You had no access to these blessings. You were strangers. You were aliens. You were foreigners. You had no access to the commonwealth of Israel. No access to the blessings of the Lord. But because of the blood of Jesus Christ, 
Hallelujah. Through him, we both have access. Natural children of Abraham and spiritual children of Abraham. We both have access by one spirit unto the Father. Now, therefore, you are no more strangers. That's so important. Because the Old Testament taught them how to deal with the strangers. Those that were not a part of the blessings of Abraham. He would say, for instance, listen, I want you to harvest your fields, but I don't want you to harvest all of it. I want you to leave the corners of your fields unharvested because there are going to be strangers who are passing by. And when the strangers pass by, they don't know anything about God. They don't know how to spell Pentecost. They've never been in a service like we're able to experience right now. But when they come across the field of the faithful, they need to find food in that field. So leave the corners of your field for the strangers. But I'm looking at Ephesians 2.19 and who once were strangers. Listen to what he said. You are no more strangers. Do you know the importance when we get into that new building and we welcome people into the house of God and they're strangers and they've never experienced the blessing of God like we are able to experience from the word of the Lord? Do you know how important it is to bring the corners of your field to the strangers? God wants to take them from being a stranger to being no more a stranger. Oh, hallelujah. And I know I said when we get into that new building. But hey, say not 12 to 14 months and then the harvest. Look on the fields. They're white already under harvest. There's somebody in this building right now who feels like a stranger. And they're waiting for somebody to stand on the foundation that is Jesus Christ. To say, come and go with me to my father's house. Come and go with me to my father's house. Hallelujah. Oh, somebody clap your hands unto the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. You are no more strangers. Hallelujah. But you are fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God. And are built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets. Woo, hallelujah. If you don't believe what I'm telling you, here's what I want you to do. I want you to go back to these Old Testament prophets. And I want you to read what they said. That they'll be coming from the north, the south, the east, and the west. That all the nations of the earth are going to be blessed by the blessings of Abraham. You go back and read these Old Testament prophets who said, hallelujah, from the rising of the sun to the going down of the same. The name of the Lord shall be great among the Gentiles, the strangers, the foreigners, the aliens. They're going to come to the brightness of his rising. We are built upon the words of these prophets and these apostles. Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. In whom all the building fitly framed together. 
groweth unto an holy temple in the Lord, in whom ye also are builded together for an habitation of God through the Spirit. Hallelujah. No, no, no. God help us all. God help us all. I will have failed if we managed to build a foundation out there, but not a foundation in here. Oh, God, Lord, help us to have the foundation that standeth sure. Help us to have a foundation not made with hands, hallelujah, but one that will stand the test of time and eternity. Hallelujah. I wonder if there's somebody that will stand to their feet right now and put both feet on the foundation that is Jesus Christ and say, Lord, I trust you. Lord, I believe in you. Lord, I place my faith in your holy word. Hallelujah. Come on, lift up that praise unto God right now. Lift up that praise unto God right now. Hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on, all across this house, lift up your hands unto him. Lift up your hands unto him. And bless his name, bless his name, bless his name. Thank you, Jesus. Nothing, nothing, nothing reaches my soul and blesses me like seeing a child of God truly stand upon the foundation that is Jesus Christ. Come what may, come what may. Whatever you're facing today, I'm opening these altars. Whatever you're facing, I want you to say, Lord God, I'm going to stand on the foundation that is Jesus Christ. I'm going to stand upon the foundation that is Jesus Christ. And I'm going to face whatever trial, whatever crisis, whatever difficulty, whatever problem. I'm going to stand upon this great truth, upon this great rock, upon this great revelation, this great foundation. Hallelujah. Can you do it right now? Can you do it right now? All across this building, uplifted hands, uplifted voices. Come on, that's it. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I need somebody who's got the winds of trial blowing against you. I need somebody that got, has the winds of challenge blowing against your life. I need somebody who's enduring a fiery trial. I need you to come forward and say, Lord God, I pray you'll purify me. I pray that you'll refine me. I pray, oh Lord, that you'll help me, that you'll make me strong. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on, that's it. That's it. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. <laughs> Woo! Yes, 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 yes. Come on, that's it all across this house. Lift up that praise unto God. Lift up that praise unto God. Lift up that praise unto God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, that's it, that's it, that's it. That's it, that's it. That's it in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on, that's it. In the name of Jesus. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance. 
but there cometh one after me, John said, who shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes. Fire, 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 fall, 